Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Wendy Papazian. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Via Williams. So for most small businesses, the founder and CEO is the brand, right? I mean, this is certainly true for real estate agents, which is what we know well. But, you know, also financial advisors, lenders. I mean, some attorneys, I know like family law attorneys and certain strains of that and everything. I mean, even if you're like a software engineer, building your own personal brand is kind of you, right? Because you can become a guru and subject matter expert and be really desirable for someone to hire. So it's important no matter what you do, if you own a business, if you're an employee or whatever, right? Everybody should have a personal brand and should grow it. It'll help you. It won't harm you. So, you know, the four of us are certainly not at a place where we're probably... I don't think any of us think we've arrived, right? I think we're all, you know, kind of growing into this. But I do think that, you know, all four of us have done a really good job with this. It's partly why we have a national podcast. (laughs) True. I mean, you know, we've all established some kind of a national footprint with our personal brand. And so, you know, in talking about it, a lot of us get questions about it. You know, how do you get on stage or how do you promote Mm -hmm. yourself and all the things. So we thought we'd do a podcast episode telling you what we've done to get to this point. And I would just add that your personal brand can transcend your where you're at in your career. You know, what I yes. hate to see sometimes is people sort of build their brand around the industry that they're in. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm. let me give you mm-hmm. an example. So if your Instagram is Sarah the Realtor, right? And you build up a following of 10,000 people on Instagram, you're Sarah the Realtor to them as opposed to your name. So it's just a good mm. reminder that most of us are probably going to have, you know, not everyone, but a lot of us are going to have multiple careers. So build your brand kind of around yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of around something specific like that. That's and a really good reminder. Yeah. And then it'll serve you in whatever you do. So for instance, I know that a lot of actors and actresses right now, they want to get a lot of followers on Instagram because that helps them get jobs. So if yeah. they're competing with another actress, another actress doesn't have twenty five, you know, thousand followers on Instagram. They're probably going to get the job versus that other person. I also feel like this is a newer thing. Like when Via was talking about how whether you're a software engineer or you know whatever, right? That building your personal brand is important. I feel like this is really in the last five years become more of a thing. So you know, to me, this is where. If you haven't started on this journey, it's a good time to start now um, because this is going to become something that's more important for hiring across the board in the future. Because I know as employers, all four of us go and search people online when we're interviewing them to see who it is that we're hiring. So it's, it's important regardless of what industry you're in. For years, I underplayed this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking, I thought it was a complete waste of time. I didn't understand why people were doing it. I like, I really underplayed it. And as my business grew, people started saying things about me that weren't true. And I had someone look at me and said, because you are choosing for them to tell your story instead of you telling your story. So it's your job to tell your story. Don't let your competitors or other people tell your story. It's your job to tell your story. Well, and I can remember when I met you, it was about three years ago, and you were talking and I thought, whoa, like she's mm-hmm. so amazing. She's so dynamic. She's incredible. Um, and I was like, why aren't you 
Why aren't you on stage? Who are you? That's basically what I was. I I think I literally was like, who are you? Yeah. And I I knew who she was. And and I I think I I emailed like Mindy Hager and I was like, she's amazing. Like, why why isn't she doing stuff? Why isn't she on stage? But it was it was for that very reason. Yeah, I just put value in it. Yeah. And that was on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. but Sarah, I think your story is really compelling and actually kind of what I had in mind when I when I wrote this. I mean, I had all of us in mind, but you basically went from highly successful business owner to really a national footprint and one of the, you know, the real estate influencers and leaders in the nation in about 3 to 4 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have a very compelling story about this because of the concentrated amount of time. Mhm. Yeah, that you but did it's it changing in. your mindset that it's valuable. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. is, it is valuable. And as you become your job as as the leader is to attract people like you too. If you want to attract people that have your core values, if no one knows who you are, how in the world yeah. are you going to attract them? Right? Mm-hmm. So well, it's like understanding the reason behind it. Yeah. And you can run a very successful business without being an influencer. Yes, true. Like you, you don't absolutely. have to do this. It's, it's, it's absolutely a choice. Yep. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, and and this episode is for people who do want to build their personal brand, mm-hmm. but yeah. you are 100% correct. You, you do not have to do it. The fact is we are in a gig economy. And so, you know, really we talk about software engineers, we talk about anybody in any field and more and more it is becoming more important, you know? And we're really all, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that we're all going to move into everyone's a 1099 independent contractor. And, you know, you're the top administrative assistant, but you run your own administrative you know assistant company of you mm-hmm. and you go get hired places right and so i mean we're probably moving in the direction where it's going to help and not harm yeah yeah ultimately you For know sure. it's interesting wendy because i know our listeners love it when we have the, our fun little disagreements I actually disagreed with something that you said. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know it's fun. We need sound effects or something, you know. Yeah, when we well, it's not that I disagree necessarily, but I actually think that for most people, the path to building your personal brand does start with your current role. I think that it usually for people, it starts mm. becoming a, as, as a subject matter expert and then it grows and expands. Yeah. And one of the people that I think about are like the Bill Yous. They grew Power Bar, sold it for like a billion dollars, you know, and became, you know, highly successful. And now they're really known as motivational speakers and teachers and trainers and, and all of that. But they started out in the nutrition industry in Power Bar, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I didn't, I didn't mean it wasn't important. I just think it it actually isn't for everyone. It might be good for everyone, but if you're feeling like overwhelmed with all the things you have to do in your business, right? That's that was sort of the mindset that I was taking mm-hmm. is like, gosh, yeah, I, I have it. all these things that I want to do and now I have to build my brand on top right. of it. So, it's a it's yeah, a little bit it. of the icing on the cake, you know what I mean? Part of the what my takeaway from Wendy was is like in claiming your identity online, like don't necessarily claim it as what your job is, claim it as who you are. And so, you know, if you're beginning with the end in mind and you could go back in time, right, and not have to rebuild yourself, that's, I think, where what my takeaway was with that was like, if I'm, if I'm beginning with the end in mind and I could shortcut five mm-hmm. years of rebuilding instead of becoming Seychelles the realtor, I could be Seychelles Van Poole, right? That, that's more, I think, what I took away was at least branded as yourself and not as, you know, what you do or, you know, what you're... Career and I, is right now. And I do believe it's really important to go on all of the social media and at least claim your name. Yep. And you your know, kids. 
Yeah. And was, you know, like Clubhouse oh. is is relatively new. And, uh, you know, even if you're not into it or think it's a time suck or whatever it is, you need to go on and just claim claim your name. So you have a presence actually there. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I really love is that, you know, when I got into real estate, one of my mentors is Gary Keller. And he taught me that the way to build a company is by giving back and by teaching. Because yeah. that's how he built Keller Williams. And for those of you that don't know, one of the ways that Keller Williams was built was that Gary Keller taught a class called Quantum Leap. Some, some of you know it as QL. But Quantum Leap wasn't a class about real estate. It wasn't mm-hmm. a class about um, anything but how to build the best life possible. And it was just Gary's thoughts and teachings around it. And um, it's evolved over time. And that's actually how he recruited a lot of people back in the day was by teaching this... It was, pretty, it was a pretty weird class back then where they did like a body fat percentage mm-hmm. and, and all these things mm-hmm. because Gary is so obsessed with helping people live their best life. And he has literally built Keller Williams by, by teaching and, and says that Keller Williams is a coaching and teaching company disguised as a real estate company. And so when I started... First of all, I, I love to help people, right? I view my job as a job of service. And um, one of the ways that I could serve was to not only serve my clients, but to serve you know, other agents in the industry. And so I started teaching pretty much when I started my business. Um, I taught in my market center. I taught just in different places. And so if that is intimidating, just understand, you know, the I can remember the first time someone invited me to their market center to speak. Actually, it was mm-hmm. it was Kevin and Fred. And they invited me to come to their market center to speak in Phoenix. And I was so scared. They wanted me to do a, a mastermind for moms. And it turned out that they both went on vacation. So they were not there even to support me or tell me what to do or where to go. So I was just wandering around. I didn't know anything. And I was so, so, so scared. And then, you know, fast forward. And that was probably, honestly, it was probably only about six years ago, maybe six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And fast forward, you know, and then I think about the the first time somebody asked me to teach wealth building. It was really just three years ago. I I flew Mm -hmm. to Minneapolis and I taught a class on wealth building. And now I teach it all the time and I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. So if this is something that you're uncomfortable with, just know like anything else, it's a skill you can build up over time. So... I love that. Well, you know, and the best way to get really good at something, right, is to teach it. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. my footprint really started offline and then moved online. I spent three years back from like 2008 to 2011 traveling the country while our real estate business was growing here in Dallas-Fort Worth, teaching other realtors how to systemize and automate and grow their business. But I spent about 150, 170 days a year on the road teaching. And I was in, you know, classes anywhere from 10 to 400 people, you know, teaching those classes. And that really allowed me to build relationships and to get really good with communication and getting comfortable in front of a room of people. But my, my online journey really didn't start until I had my daughter Quinn. And I had to reinvent really what my identity was because being on the True. road 150, 170 days a year with a newborn just is not really realistic. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to I had to go through this entire reinvention process with our daughter and something that we've loved doing personally and we've really worked with our team members is creating multiple streams of income. Right? Whether it's in, you know, we talk about how I'm kind of a multipreneur on our podcast, that's something I love to do is creating energy and revenue out of the same recurring base of clients. And so that's something that I've become very comfortable with and having an online presence with. 
and kind of the mompreneur part of that. But that's really only been since Quinn was born, you know, and she's in first grade now. So it's it's not been a none of us have been doing this for decades, is what we're trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, you know, I was just practicing real estate. I mean, I was I was successful at it. I was a successful practitioner. But I think the trend here is, you know, it started there. It started with me understanding real estate. And, you know, granted, I'm a second generation real estate agent and business owner. I know real estate inside out. I know Mm -hmm. agents inside out. I know what they think about. I know what they feel. I know what their concerns are. I know what they're excited about. I know what they need. I know. I just, I can get in their Mm -hmm. brains, right? So I started that way, Wendy, which is probably why I I said that earlier, because that's how I started. And then as I started growing in my personal journey, and then, you know, creating businesses and then getting into leadership. Then the platform grew and my influence and audience grew into a little bit more business owners. And now it's interesting, we're all very, very focused on wealth building and investment, which I, I find interesting that it's just it's just growing and expanding. Who you surround so, yourself with. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, well, and you know, totally. Viet, like you hit my radar, actually not as a real estate agent, but as your willingness to be vulnerable about failing forward. That had nothing to do mm-hmm. with real estate expertise at all. It actually had to do about vulnerability, transparency, and being willing to share not only the successes, but the fails in a public setting, which really was not real estate related. So it's True. interesting yeah. that that's, that's how you hit my radar. Well, that actually is how I hit the radar, I think, was when I kind of came out on stage with my massive business fails. (laughs) And and that was really what got me. Weren't you wearing your orange jumpsuit? I was wearing a dress. I was wearing a blue dress. I just remember remember that orange jumpsuit that you used to wear. It was cute. That was a great, that was a great jumpsuit. (laughs) But it wasn't that one. My, uh, what what happened though, is that's what launched me Seychelles for keynotes. That's when um, I kind of went from a panelist, and we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. that today, kind of how to, you know, tactical to keynote, which is a big leap because they're very different skill sets, right? Performing a keynote and transitioning how someone views the world. And it, it, that's a different skill set and, and probably something that comes a little later. Anyway, well, let's dive yeah, in. Yeah, this is let's a good... That's actually a really good segue. So go ahead and it dive into segue. the segue on that. You know, and it's not a surprise that we... Shocking, we have six steps. And it's funny how that <laughs> always happens, but there you go. So, you know, number one, I, I would say these are loose steps because this is us. This is kind of in a work in progress for us. But number one, really, really important. I know loose steps. Don't trip. Don't trip on the steps. Don't trip. Number one, you know, what do you want to be known for and to whom do you want to know you? So, So let's talk about that. You know, if you can start practicing building content that's a great place to start. You know, what do you want to be known for? When I started, guys, it really was real estate. It was tactical real estate. I started, you know, getting on panels and then ultimately facilitating panels. And now I do weekly webinars. And really, it still continues to be real estate to a certain extent. And so my my target market became crystal clear to me. It's not always crystal clear to everybody. Uh, what about you guys? Well, this actually makes me think of what Say was saying earlier about keeping the end in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's really important here and making sure that you're dreaming big and, and thinking like, what do you want to be known for at the end, right? End yeah. of your life. Yes. And for me, I had never asked myself that until actually about a year ago. Yeah. And it was on a, it happened to be on a dolls retreat. And I shared with the dolls, like, I want to be known as a powerhouse female leader. 
You know, there are, if you look at the leadership trainers, there's John Maxwell, there's Andy Stanley, you know, there's some, I mean, a lot of amazing men that teach leadership, not a lot of females. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'm passionate about. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. want to be known for that. I just got so chills again. I know. I start talking about it. Yeah. I wasn't talking about it on social media or I yeah. wasn't talking about yeah. it, right? I love that. But it was, I had asked myself, what do I want to be known for? And starting with the end in mind, I think is so, so important with this. Well, and if you guys are struggling with that, you can go back and listen to our episode on creating your personal mission. Yes. I remember yes. exactly what it, what it was, but that's, that's really what we're talking about here is who are you at your core, right? You know, my mission is to empower and inspire big thinking leaders to create lives of abundance. And that helps me make choices about where I speak and what I do and who I spend my time with and the organizations that I affiliate with and lead and spend my time with and all of that kind of stuff. And if you guys don't know why you're on this planet, you are on this planet for a reason. You are here for a reason. God put you here for a reason. And it's your job to figure it out and live your best life. Right. And that's what we're talking about here. Yep. And it really goes hand in hand with our, with our second step. Uh, which is to know your audience. So like, who do you want to reach, right? Via talked a little bit about that, but who do you, who do you want to reach? Who is your ideal person or the ideal person you want to have a relationship with? You don't have to be all things to all people. You get to be who you are and you get to you get to put out there who you want to reach as well. Well, and actually you'll have more power and influence if you niche yourself down. Mm-hmm. Right. The the smaller mm-hmm. yep. your niche is, the more the more influence you'll so true we have. And yep. also, you know, this we're empire builders. We're we're talking to empire builders, and so honestly, knowing your audience for business purposes. So yes. part of the reason I want to, and I, you know, Wendy, I have a, I and, and Sarah to your point. Just to be clear, I have I have bigger, loftier goals on how I want to be known. So when I said real estate, Zobra. what I meant by that, I know. Exactly. That's why I call you Zobra. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, going back to real estate, I am in the active business of recruiting real estate leaders, you yeah. know, in my world and real estate agents. So it is important for me to know my audience and it benefits my empire, right? Like, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so I just want to be crystal clear. You know, I'm not selling books. I'm not selling coaching. If I was, I would want to make sure that, you know, I was targeting that audience. Yeah. All right. So number three is understanding what you have a passion for and what you're really good at, okay? So you you don't get to become an influencer just because you want to become an influencer. That's not how influence works, mm-hmm, right? True. You can't just mm-hmm, decide, yeah. hey, I want to have a lot of followers. And you can pay to get a lot of followers, right? But that doesn't mean you have any influence, right? So it really starts with your passion, right? And then becoming good at something, right? So um, you have to know your subject matter, right? In order to, for me to speak authentically about wealth building, I need to have created some wealth. Right? True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're all on the journey, right? And, yes. and, and so we don't need to be... We don't there. feel like we need to be there at the end of our journey. And that's part of what makes teaching great. You know, I teach this great class called Quantum Leap. And um, that's what the whole part of what we talk about in the class a lot is like we're on the journey too, right? I'm not I'm maybe a good business leader, but I've got, you know, to work on my health. Or, you know, we're not all perfect in all areas. That's not what I mean by being an expert. But in order to have influence, you need to know a certain amount and you need to have experienced a certain amount. 
Well, you know, when you think about Warren Buffett, the bulk of his wealth didn't come until he was at the very late stages of his life, but he's been talking about investing in wealth building for decades. Well, he was, yeah, but I mean... He he started at a young age, but he's been been talking about this. Yeah, Yeah, but he's been talking about it for decades. I mean, it's, I think even, you know, even to the more traditional examples... You know, they, they've he been in the process. One billion to like 72 billion yeah. after he was 70. <laughs> so, hey, he's, it's not he, bad. I'm just yeah. saying it's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and you, you think about that too, Wendy, right? On, you know, what do you have a passion for and what are you really good at? The next part of that is to find your ideal platform. Well, I'll just jump in and say that you want to just to kind of continue my thought there is once you've got, got that passion, you want to make sure that you're teaching with stories. Right. And then you need to be real and authentic, which is one of the things that all four of us, I think, are really, really good at. Number four, though, is, you know, once you've once you've decided what your what your passion is, right? It's to find your ideal platform. And the first part of your ideal platform is really to to find your voice, right? How do you want to deliver this passion of yours? And and that can be, are you funny? Right. I mean, we all are now aspiring to be on uh, Wendy's list Wendy, of funny people. Am I funny? Um, <laughs> you know, are you serious? Are you deep? Are you philosophical? Are you positive? Are you inspiration? Who are you? Right. Who do you resonate with the most? And, and what people do you follow, or maybe what people do you connect with? And and looking at some of those things and bringing out your message in a way that resonates with you. Because if you're doing something that feels authentic to you, it's going to come across as more genuine and interesting. To your audience. And then, yeah. and then the second part of that, right, is finding out how do you deliver this, right? And so this can either be from you know, social media platforms. This can be from the stage, right? We know a lot of great keynote speakers that are starting in small rooms by getting in on panels and teaching to a small room, right? And some of the keys there, these are actually some tips from Via and I think they're really great, right? Is, is knowing what you want to accomplish when you're starting with these smaller rooms or panels and being proactive in taking advantage of the opportunity. And so you're not just teaching to teach, you're teaching to gain a skill set. You're teaching to hone your craft. You're teaching to meet people and network and grow your audience. And so asking for what you want and being clear with telling people what you're really good at or what you want to improve on is going to allow you to get opportunities in that subject matter more. So I think that that's a really powerful thing. And then once you've graduated from the how-to, like Via was saying earlier, on how-to or tactical topics or leading panels, that's where you get the opportunity, like she did with talking about Failing Forward, to move from the tactical to the keynote. And that's where you're really transcending your skill set into mastery because those keynotes are are big opportunities and, and big stages. And so you really want to have had some practice before you're just jumping out on a main stage. You know, and then... I think your last question, and this is something we all asked before we started the podcast, right? Do you do you want to have an ongoing, recurring, like, topic or lesson or delivery? And for us, we're so passionate about building big businesses and even bigger lives that for us, the podcast was like the next natural step for us because this is something that we love to talk about. But it's it could have been a webinar too. You know, it didn't have to, to be share. a podcast. Yeah. It could have been anything yeah, recurring that we decided, you know, I mean, podcast is one example. Yeah, and yeah. I would just remind everyone, you're probably not going to do all of these things at the same time. You know, if you're thinking like, gosh, I'm going to do... The trick is to really probably pick one, go down that road, get better and better and better at it, whether, whether it's a podcast or being on panels or you know, being good at social media and really go down that road and master that and then maybe move to the next one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
for sure. You got to get your 10,000 hours in somehow. Yeah. Because if it's on social media, you're probably practicing video, right? I did hear something interesting, by the way, just like to kind of end this step number four before we move into number five. I heard it on a podcast this week. And they were saying it was professional speaking coaches. And they said it's they find it's easier for people who have mastery on a physical stage to translate onto video and webinars mm. and electronic than mm. it is the opposite to happen. Interesting. I, I believe that. that. Was yeah, I believe that because you have to read wow. a room, you have to anticipate mm-hmm. questions. I could totally mm. see that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but they have their own unique challenges. I mean, I know when, yeah, when, when we first went virtual, you know, and you're, you're kind of speaking and you're staring at a, at a blank, screen, you know, it's a totally different energy. You're not, um, no one's interacting with you. Mm-hmm. You know that there are pe- people out there, but you are the ones that ha- are having to bring all the energy to it. So yeah. 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 But, well, that leads us to number five, which is what is your end goal, right? What is your mm-hmm. end goal, goal with growing your influence? Do you want to become a professional speaker? You know, some people want to do that. Do you want to sell something? Do you want to sell a coaching program? Do you want to sell, you know, we... I love to speak on the, our couples retreat because it's actually a product that we have. You know, people can yep. come to Austin Amazing and, and go in person. Thank you. Yep. Yes. Uh, well, I have nothing to do with the product. I just had the idea <laughs> and I sell it. Um, do you want to sell that. it? Leverage. I love that. Leverage. I have nothing to do with the product other than I created it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it exists without me. Just the idea. Do you want to sell a book? Right. Or, you know, I know for me, one of our big drivers for our businesses is we get referrals from other agents. So I spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. teaching to other agents and kind of growing my influence in that area. So when they think about Austin, they think about us. And then also my my end goal, and this might not be for everyone, but it's really, you know, I do have a heart of service. And so for me, it's very, very rewarding just to go and teach. I like to be on stage. I like to be an influencer. And part of the reason that I love that is I feel like I'm I'm giving back and I'm helping people. So yeah, you know, so whatever n- it is. Absolutely. And number six, which I think this is a trend actually with our lists. A lot of times we end with this one because it's so important, right? You are who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So finding mentors, finding people um, that will help you. It took, I think, Wendy asking me the question about uh, about leadership that made me realize like, okay, I need to do that, right? And a lot of times that's where growth occurs is when you're in a room with with like-minded people that also want to... That care about you, that care about what you're about and, and you having an impact on the world. So making sure that you surround yourself by people and then also people that you can learn from as well on this topic. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well... This has been an awesome episode, ladies. And, you know, this is just kind of, I think, a beginning conversation of how to build your personal brand. And, and hopefully we'll do more of these. But, but let me recap because we went through six steps. And I always like to end with the recap because sometimes it's hard to remember if you're in your car driving. But, you know, the first one is really who do you want to be known for? Or what do you want to be known for, rather? What do you want to ultimately be known for? Or what do you want to start being known for? You can True. also grow mm-hmm. from that, right? Then number two that really segues from that is know your audience. Who do you want to reach, right? Mm-hmm. Number three is, you know, what do you really have a passion for and what are you really good at? It kind of ties into number one, but it's a way to help you think about what do you want to be known for and what do you want to kind of base the, the, the platform on going forward, right? Speaking of platform, you know, what is your ideal platform or what are your ideal platforms? 
Are these in-person stages? Are these events? Are these panels? Are these social media? You know, uh, are they podcasts? Are they webinars? What are they, right? What is your ideal platform? You know, number five, what's your end goal? What are you trying to achieve with your brand? Do you want to get hired? Do you want to hire people? Do you want to give back, right? Do you want to teach? What what is the end goal? Are you selling a book? Are you selling a coaching program? And then number six, really, really important is find your tribe. Find sponsors and mentors along the way and clearly state, hey, I want to get on stage. Hey, I want to have a podcast, right? I want to do you know, whatever I want to do. I think one of the best ways, and I'm just going to shamelessly plug it, is Amplify. Yeah, you know, true. Our group Amplify mm-hmm. event is a, is a phenomenal place to find this group of people that can help you along the way. You know, us, us four are one of them. You know, we've, we're a little bit ahead on this path. We can help you. So I just want to thank you guys for learning how to build your personal brand with us and for constantly tuning into Empire Builders. Please, if you liked this episode or any of our episodes, don't forget to give us five stars and a review and tell all your friends about it. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.